Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's time for Takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. Welcome, everybody, to the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. It's your host here, Heidi Fang. And today I am joined with Zig Fracassi. You can catch him on Late Hits with Sirius XM and also always on the airwaves with the anchor updates as well there with the Sirius XM Sports Channel. Zig, so great to have you again as a friend of the radio show that's always here joining us and keeping us up to date. We've got to start out with what the latest is right now, as I see it appears that a GM from uh, one Green Bay Packers team is looking to maybe actually let Devonte Adams walk in free agency. This is crazy. Zig, the Raiders could really use a target like him. Do you think that they let him walk in free agency? That's a great question, Heidi. And again, I think the answer to that is ultimately what number 12 decides to do. And that being, of course, Aaron Rodgers, who I think has the the strings to everybody that doesn't have a life in terms of media, in terms of, you know, is he going to retire? He didn't say on the Pat McAfee show that he was going to, but, you know, he posted this cryptic thing thanking everybody. So I, I think I think the answer to all of this is, what does he do? And if Rogers decides to either retire or force his way out of Green Bay, then does Adams decide to stay? And that may signal that the Packers are closer to a rebuild if you know Jordan Love ultimately becomes the quarterback. So to answer that question, I would say it, de- I, it depends on what Rogers ultimately does. Devontae Adams, I think, is the premier receiver out there. He can stretch the field. He and Rodgers have such a great rapport. I know talking with you off air, I think that would be an ideal fit for the Raiders. And, of course, if I'm not mistaken, Adams and Derek Carr were college teammates at Fresno State, so that would be a logical scenario. But to answer your question, I ultimately think it depends on what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. And let's not forget, too, the Packers, they recently, I guess, said they were going to go all in to keep Aaron around another year. Also, Tom Clements, longtime quarterbacks coach, coaxed out of retirement to play with Rodgers and to coach Rodgers in Green Bay. He's not going to coach Jordan Love. So that's the thing. Does that enough to keep Aaron Rodgers around? And if it is, is that enough to keep Devontae Adams around? Only time's going to tell. Yeah, I think they, like you said, it might go hand in hand. Uh, if you can't get Devontae Adams, Zig, I would like to pick your brain about who may be a good fit for this Raiders team that's out there, whether it's a tight end or a wide receiver that you're maybe thinking that could really help the Raiders in this offense since they've lost some of the meat, if you will, with uh, Henry Ruggs and his situation being out. They lost their speedster. Uh, Hunter Renfro's great. I think Darren Waller could come back from injury stronger, but what do they need here to really help this offense take off? I think they need more of a guy who can stretch the field. Now, some names that are immediately available are an Allen Robinson, who's always a sure-handed receiver from Chicago. But to me, he's more of a possession guy. God went out of Tampa Bay is more of a possession guy to me. Now, looking through some of the other names, you know, I, I think OBJ ultimately goes back to the Rams, yeah. even though he's going to miss quite a bit of time because of the uh, re-injure of the ACL. 
Uh, if you wanted to take a chance on somebody, DJ Shark out of out of Jacksonville is a guy that can stretch the field a little bit. Will Fuller, former Notre Dame, uh, first-round pick of the Houston Texans, he's kind of bounced around, hasn't done well. Could the Raiders maybe get him on a, on a low-term, low-cost deal? Or do you go Williams, the young man out of Alabama, in the draft? To me, you know, Renfro's a guy that he, he's going to be the possession guy, and their other guys are more complimentary. They need a home run hitter. They need a Devontae Adams guy, but whether he makes it to the market remains to be seen. I want to throw two names at you that I've been getting a lot of questions on from Raider Nation out there, and one of those names is Brandon Cooks. What do you think about Brandon Cooks since he's available? You know, that's a weird name because it seems as though we're not. And I say that because if you look at his numbers, Heidi, he's been so productive through the years, yet he keeps wind up on different teams. Mm -hmm. So, and again, I've talked to the young man a couple of times through the years and he seems like a affable enough, coachable enough type of player. You, You just wonder if it becomes the scheme, if it becomes something in the locker room. But, yeah, when when he's on, he's a guy that can produce the numbers. But, again, the only thing that concerns me is, for all his production, why has he been on so many different teams? Yeah, exactly. My thoughts as well on that one. And uh, another name that I, I've seen is Chris Olave from Ohio State. And, oh, yeah. And a lot of people are thinking maybe he's somebody that the Raiders look at. With the combine coming up, I think it's a perfect time to talk about a name like that. What have you made of him? What's the what's the scouting report from Zig Fracassi on Chris Olave? Well, he's a guy again who can stretch the field, plays in a you know prolific pass attack at Ohio State, and we all know that they've had a, a recent run of receivers that come through the National Football League. So you know that in all pretty much all the cases, they're lanky. They're tall. They can stretch the field. So uh, he's a guy that had sure hands for sure. So, uh, again, I think the Raiders have different uh, options here. Again, with wide receivers, you got to be careful, at least for the ones that are free agents, because they've been in the league a while. They're going to be a little more costly. Whereas if you draft one, you know, it's not as much per se as you would on the free agent market. But Olave is a guy that really intrigues me. Yeah, the Combine, I'm glad, kind of dodged a bullet this week with uh, everything coming out of their kind of bubble that they were trying to have happen there. Uh, The boycott would, I think, have been a big hit to a lot of people. Uh, But as you start looking at the Combine, is there any prospect right now coming in to this draft that really intrigues you? Not even if it's just a fit for the Raider, but a, a player that you're just like, wow, this guy is going to be something once he hits in the NFL. You know, I, I don't know every single prospect, Heidi, but I can tell you from past experience, you always look at the senior bowl. Yeah. And what I mean by that is obviously you're going to evaluate these guys on the three or four years of what they've done. And then you're going to have pro days, obviously, to look even further at these young men. But usually the senior bowl is kind of uh, an indicator of what you might see in terms of pro interest. And, A guy like uh, Trevor Penning, he's a tackle from Northern Iowa. May not be the biggest name, doesn't play the biggest competition, but here's a guy who can definitely, you know, rotate on the line. He's uh, he's a guy that definitely uh, goes, God, was he 6'6 and 330? And apparently through Senior Bowl week, 
from the different experts and from what I was able to see showed some tendencies that he could be really nasty. You've got a guy like uh, Petrie, the safety from Baylor, big 12, 10 plus tackles and two interceptions. So if the Raiders are, although hopefully they're settled now with Mooring and, you know, Abram with the safety spot, um, a guy like uh, Wyatt, the defensive tackle from Georgia. Here's another one who maybe got lost because the Bulldogs won the national championship and they've got all these potential first round picks sure. that you're looking at. And then, um, gosh, Pickett, Kenny Pickett, the record-setting quarterback from Pitt. A lot's been made that maybe his hands aren't big enough. And, you know, I know that was something the Godfather, Gil Brandt, talked a lot about through the years was hand size. But apparently this young man uh, set a lot of records and probably is going to wind up going into the first round after all. So those are some guys. Moye from Minnesota, the edge rusher. There's another one that kind of get lost in the shuffle because Minnesota, they're a middling Big Ten team. But pass rush, can't teach that. Heidi can't teach the effort. So those are some of the guys that I looked at coming out of the senior bowl that I thought, you know what, maybe maybe they'll start uh, rising through, you know, the interview process and then ultimately through pro days. And like I said, you also got to factor in the three or four years they've already played at school. All right, Zig, right there. We're going to take a break from the underrated brilliance and we will come back (laughs) (laughs) and talk a little bit about these coaching GM hires that the Raiders have been making, what that means to the team. And also, Derek Carr, is it time to extend them? So stay tuned right here on the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. Welcome back here to the takeaways edition of the Vegas nation podcast. It's Heidi Fang. And I'm joined with my old friend here, Zig Fercasi of Sirius XM radio. Zig, we've been breaking down a lot of what could happen with the Raiders in free agency with the draft, what they could look at as far as different options with players. But now I want to get into the minds of the GM and the head coach, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. And who better to look at the Ziegler than Zig. So (laughs) (laughs) he told me it was Ziegler. Yeah, he said it is not Ziegler. He told me Ziegler, so I'm okay. I've got so the you. He's silent, right? Yep. Yes, yes. Uh, so when we start looking at what they might be trying to build here, everyone's saying it's not a rebuild, it's a retread. <laughs> what do you think they're the duo, the combination means to the Raiders, just generally, like as as you start to see what a head coach and Josh Daniel McDaniels could be to this team? Well, I agree with Dave. I, I I don't think this is a rebuild. Last time I checked, they were a playoff team, and they had a really good chance to knock off Cincinnati in the wild card, but give Joe Burrow and them credit, and then they ultimately made that terrific run to the Super Bowl. So it, was, so it wasn't like they weren't close to winning a playoff game. Um, I think what you've got there, obviously, you got the New England background. 
And, you know, take that for what it is. You know, they had a lot of success. And a lot of that was with Brady, as we know. But, you know, some of those other players they brought in were part of the success, too. I think with Josh McDaniels, he said something at his presser that really kind of perked me up when he said that when he got his first coaching job in Denver, he didn't deal with people well. So I think you get older, you're a little more mature, and I think he's going to realize, too, the Belichick stuff. You know, tr- don't act like him because you're not him. I think he's going to be his own guy this time. So from that standpoint, I, I like the hire. You know, obviously, he did wonders with uh, Mac Jones this year, uh, so he, he can work with the younger quarterbacks. Uh, you mentioned earlier, and I think you're right, they got a decision ultimately they're going to make on Derek Carr. I, I just don't see them moving on from him because good to really good quarterbacks are tough to find. Carr, to me, embodies that franchise, and especially Heidi after uh, some of the tragedies and things that happened last year. He, he symbolized everything, and I think the guys around him rallied around that. So I think... If they're smart, they keep him around. But, of course, surround him with some better weapons, as we talked about with the wide receiver. I think they need some upgrades on the offensive line. Uh, Defensively, you could probably uh, get a plugger in there to try to stop the run. They make those additions. I could see the Raiders getting back to the postseason and maybe going a little further than they did this past year. And what I like about some of the things you said there is just thinking about the dynamics that Josh McDaniels brings to the table as a head coach and something that we've seen in New England where he's been an offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, a long time, uh, you know, stalwart in their offense and, and how it's designed is the running back situation. They don't work and operate with just one workhorse, so to speak. You see a dynamic set of backs that all have their, their strength. When I think about the Raiders and them having drafted Josh McDaniels in the first round a few years back. And then, um, excuse me, I said Josh McDaniels, Josh Jacobs a few years back. And then you also have uh, Jalen Richard. You have a guy in Alec Ingold who's played the role of fullback, but I'm sure has the versatility enough to step in where needed in short yard situations. How do you think Josh McDaniels starts to restructure what you see out of the Raiders backfield? Well, I I think the key thing is if, if Jacobs is healthy, that that's the first thing. Then to me, you've got you know an, an anchor back there, and then after that, you know they, they ultimately they do have to get some depth because I think the the days of the you know Eric Dickerson, Emmett Smith, yeah. three hundred fifty to four hundred carries that stuff's over. So you need to you know supplement him there. I think what they'll ultimately do is they'll do if they keep cars, they'll keep the precepts, a lot of what he wants to do, and then maybe mix in some of the things McDaniel had uh, with success with New England. I know last year they they spent a ton of money on free agent receivers and tight ends, and when the tight ends were clicking, they were pretty good there. So that might be a little bit of tip. You might see more balls to the tight end, for example. But with Jacobs, again, I think you need to get him some help, and obviously um, that, that'll come uh, if not via free agency, then obviously through the draft. And we've brought it up there a couple of times, Derek Carr, this contract, how do you see that playing out for him? I think a lot of people are expecting it to be a few years, the price going, uh, you know, 
top rate quarterbacks making about 40 million a year. So I think a lot of people are saying it falls around the 35 mark over the three years. What do you see happening in the Zig crystal ball for Derek Carr? I think he, you know, if he ultimately gets re-signed with the Raiders, it's probably going to be, I would say upwards. Uh, let's throw this out here four for one twenty to one thirty, Maybe does he take a little bit less money, you know, because let's not forget, too, you're in Nevada, which is a no-tax state. Yeah. So whatever you would get, whatever like Stafford got in L.A., for example, probably doesn't go as far because California is so heavily taxed. So my point being is he might be willing to take a few less extra bucks to stay in Nevada where it's a no-tax state. And from there, you know, again, does he leave some money on the table? This is an argument, Heidi, that I always get into on my NFL radio shows is, you know, you take a look at a, at a team that's had problems like New Orleans now. They're way over the cap. I mean, Breeze was basically earning at least 20 to 25%. So yeah. do you make the quarterback position salary cap exempt or because then this way you would have more money to pay others or do you put a cap on what you can pay a different position. Like for example, 15% of your cap can only go to one position, like the quarterback, that would be the max. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if either one of those is going to ever happen, but that's where I think if, if Carr does a, a sort of a friendly deal with them, then that leaves more money on the table. And I think they actually have a, a lot of money available under the cap yeah, and they can add some people that way. So I think they're they're in pretty good shape. But I think Carr ultimately stays. I, I know he loves Vegas, and he's been an accepted leader for all these years. Unless a true whopper of a trade comes along, like for example, if Washington that might need a quarterback, yeah. if they're offering two or three first round picks, then you may have to look at that. But if that unless that happens, I see Carr staying with the Raiders. And, of course, they have to save some room if they're going to bring around a guy like Devontae Adams. <laughs> so exactly. That's a pretty penny. <laughs> right. Well, Zig, I surely appreciate the time, as always, that you've given me today. Uh, tell everybody anything that you have going on, the projects. You're always busy. You have so much to <laughs> you do. You have so much that you do in a single day. I don't know how he does it. That's why we call him the underrated brilliance, not just for the mega mind, <laughs> but for the way that he is able to morph his abilities into many random tasks throughout the New York City uh, area. Well, I appreciate that. Of course, um, got my updates throughout the week on the platform of channels and then uh, on NFL radio channel 88 and then Saturdays and Sundays primarily in the off season uh, be with Alex Marvez for the most part on uh, Saturday and Sunday 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. each day so that'd be 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific on channel 88 and the Sirius XM app and if you like hockey I do a weekly spot with old friend Mick Kern uh, 1220 Eastern on Channel 91 and the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Have you been to a Golden Knights game here in T-Mobile yet with fans? I have, I have not. And just, oh. well, because I, Heidi, I was supposed to come out twice yeah. for the first ever game. Okay. But unfortunately, that horrific Mandalay Bay oh, concert yeah. thing, tr that happens just a few days before. And, sure. and then I was going to come out for the draft in 2020. A little thing called COVID got in the way. Yeah. So to answer your question, I have not been 
to a Golden Knights game at the Fortress, but I have seen them twice. Yeah. At Madison Square Garden, they came into town against the Rangers. I think this was a couple years ago. And when they were in the Stanley Cup Finals against Washington, I went down to D.C. and caught those games there. A reason being is just that you have to get to one inside Las Vegas in the fortress. It's really something else. I, My Bruins are there uh, this coming week, so I'll be looking forward to that on TV. So. Let it fly. <laughs> well, thank you, Ken, so much for the time. Give him a follow on social media. Zig Fragazzi, appreciate you, and we'll be talking soon. Anytime, dear. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And that'll do it for this episode of Takeaways. Make sure you hit subscribe wherever you're listening. We're brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the mobile app today. For Zig Fracassi, I'm Heidi Fang. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.